It's a beautiful day and a fine time for healing. Podcast host Randy Fine, a narcissistic abuse expert and the author of the groundbreaking book, Close Encounters of the Worst Kind, and the captivating memoir, Cliff Edge Road, invites you into her sanctuary, a place where your physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being are all that matter. So put your feet up, relax, and enjoy today's show. And now, here's Randy. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to listen to A Fine Time for Healing. I'm your show host, Randy Fine. My gosh, can you believe it's almost the middle of July? I just can't keep up with this. This is crazy. Anyway, um, today's special guest, Deanna Hansen, began her practice as an athletic therapist in 1995, always focusing on deep tissue work. She built up a, th- a thriving practice as her strong hands could work out the deep knots and tissues. Unfortunately, as successful as her business was, Deanna's physical health and mental well-being were eluding her. In 2000, Deanna experienced a major breakthrough. Her large, heavy body stored much pain, and she felt weighed down and depressed. While experiencing the worst of a series of anxiety attacks, Deanna intuitively pushed her hand into her abdomen, and at that moment, began a path of self-discovery. Deanna Hansen is a certified athletic therapist and founder of Fluid Isometrics and Block Therapy, a bodywork practice that is meditation, exercise, and therapy all in one. Today, Deanna's goal is to certify as many block therapy instructors as possible. She has developed an online teaching tr- teacher training program so people around the world can teach in their communities and empower others to become their own health advocates. Good morning, Deanna, and welcome to A Fine Time for Healing. Good morning, Randy. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. So, you know, um, I know that So you were doing um, deep tissue work, and I actually used to own um, a couple of places that did massage, and so I know how you really only kind of have a, a limited amount of time before your hands go. And so I understand, you know, how that was worked out for you. So what did you do to uh, make this breakthrough discovery? Well, it was so interesting because it wasn't something I thought of. It was something that happened to me. So amidst that anxiety attack that that you had just mentioned, I intuitively dove my hand into my abdomen. And this was at a time when I was extremely unhealthy, unhappy in my life. Um, as an athletic therapist, always focusing on deep tissue work, I'm, I, I was working with elite athletes, and I was doing everything that I was taught to do, yet my body was going in the opposite direction. So I was exercising like a fiend. I was dieting. I was, I was doing all these things. And the harder I worked, the bigger my body got, the more pain I accumulated, the more anxiety, depression. I mean, it just it, it, was, it was kind of nuts because I'm looking at these people in the gym. I'm doing what I've been trained to do, and I'm seeing – that I'm doing what they're doing, yet my body's going in the opposite way. And it was almost like the rules of weight loss didn't apply to me. So I made some major changes at the age of 30, which resulted in me having these severe anxiety attacks. And this one anxiety attack in particular was the seed that planted everything to come. In that moment, I actually thought I was going to die because I, I literally was so frozen in fear, I couldn't catch my breath. So I intuitively dove my hand into my belly, and in that moment, I encountered pain. But the pain brought me out of my my crazy thinking. It brought me back to the ground. I knew I was safe. And what I also encountered was that my abdomen was marbled with what felt like scar tissue, even though I hadn't had any injury or surgery in that area. And as a deep tissue worker, I was very familiar with what scar tissue felt like. So I started just intuitively exploring in that tissue, and I had all these aha moments because I'm thinking, wow, no wonder when I'm coming back from a five-mile run dripping wet with sweat, my belly still feels cold because there's no blood flow actually getting to this tissue. So the first evening I, I was just doing this intuitive work, I felt very calm. And when I finished, um, again, I, I felt calm. I had a great restful sleep. I woke up the next day a little tender from what I did, but the entire day, I felt more peace than I had felt, which was very foreign to me. So I was really excited to go back home that evening and dive back in. And after the second night of doing uh, that same exploration, when I stood up, I felt totally different. I felt taller. 
And when I went and I looked at myself in the mirror, I literally began to cry because my belly was flatter than it had looked in years. And I did 400 sit-ups a day, tie bow, running, aerobics. I mean, you name it, and I tried it. And so to have something create such a change in such a short period of time just totally excited me. So every night after I would work on my patients, I would come home, I would dive back into my own body, and after a few weeks, my chronic low back pain was going away. And that was when I decided to flip all my patients onto their backs and to start exploring in their bodies in a very similar way. And I was having these incredible results with my patients, which started attracting other therapists to learn my technique. So this was 22 years ago now. I can't even believe it's been that long. But, um, and, and it's been a beautiful journey of teaching other therapists the work. But my real passion was to teach people to self-care. So back in about 2010, I believe, that was when block therapy came to be. So at first it was using my hands first on my body, then on my patients. And I tried teaching people to use their hands on their own bodies, but there was a lot of limiting factors to that. So back in 2010, I was so tired with my hands from all the work that I was doing. As you mentioned, you know how that goes. And so every week I would have a restorative yoga session. And in this one session, my teacher said, I'm going to take you into a sideline, twist over a bolster, but be careful because this gets really deep. So I get into the posture, and I, I didn't even feel it because I was so used to diving my hands so deeply into my own body. And I saw this um, Iyengar yoga wooden block that I had sitting nearby, and I said, I want to lie on that. And she says, oh, my gosh, like, that's crazy. That'll be way too intense. And I said, no, no, I'll try it. So I did. And what was amazing was as soon as I was lying on that, I was able to move my body into the block in a similar way that I was using my hands on my body, except the block had sharp edges. So there was a lot of limiting factors to how I could use it. So for the next two years, I worked with one of my body workers who was also a woodworker, and we created the size and shape that the tools are today so that we can teach people to move through the layers of fascia, melt the adhesions and the scar tissue all the way to the root of the problem, which is at the bone. And the reason that we use wood for the tool or bamboo now, we actually have used cedar in the beginning and now it's bamboo, is because both of these mediums are similar in density to bone. And fascia will grip and adhere to bone with a force of up to 2,000 pounds per square inch. So if we really want to release the issues holding our body out of alignment, we have to get to the root of the issue. So having that similar density allows us to melt through the layers all the way to the root. So now it's lovely because not only do I teach people to do this work for themselves, we can also use the tool in our practice to save our bodies so that we can create a much longer lifespan of being a body worker. That's so interesting how this, how this became um, such an amazing um, protocol, you know, therapy. You, so you said you pushed your hands into your abdomen to start. You were just pressing as far deep as you can into your abdomen? Is that what you were doing? Yeah, something drew me to do that with that anxiety. Like that was where I always felt all of my, you know, yucky, acidic sensation was like in my belly. That was also where I carried my 50 extra pounds of weight that I could not shed and that (laughs) continued to accumulate. I was working harder. So I dove my, my third and my fourth finger into my abdomen, let out a gasp of air, And then, again, suddenly connecting to that pain, it brought me out of my anxiety. So the pain became a ground for me. And then as I just continued to explore on the tissue, the way that I was doing it and just drawn to do it intuitively, it was such a natural, calming sensation. But it also started to release that deep tension that was really holding me in that negative alignment, causing a ballooning of the belly. So by putting a block there instead of your hands and then putting your weight on that block, that does the same kind of work, right? It, in, in the way that we instruct it, it's, it's very similar, yes. And the key is we're following the Fibonacci sequence, which is basically the pattern of everything built in nature, the spiral pattern of the galaxies, the nautilus seashells, the way flowers form, the way our bodies form, and even as the body ages, it all follows this pattern this spiral pattern. So by tapping into the spirals with the breath in a very slow, continuous process, we actually heat and melt through the adhesions that are holding the body out of alignment. And it's these adhesions that are also blocking blood and oxygen flow to cells. So there's really three pillars 
T-block therapy that make this such a successful and simple practice with really profound transformations. Would you like me to go through those three pillars it's, it's just to give a really good synopsis of what we're doing? Oh, sure, yes. Okay, so the first one is understanding that over time, basically what happens, our bodies become shorter and wider. Gravity is constantly pulling us down, and we age in a forward rotational direction. So as we compress, we balloon. And as we balloon, we become more toxic because, again, it's those adhesions that are created through the incorrect posture and breathing over time with gravity that pulls the body out of alignment. And the fascia system is designed to support us. It's designed to keep us upright, keep all the channels of communication open. But if we don't adhere to understanding how to use our bodies properly and we start falling out of alignment, the fascia grips to other structures and then to bone to keep us upright and stable. And this is the issue because these adhesions, in my view, really are the source of everything negative because of these things that are blocking flow. And basically, if cells are properly fed and clean, they're functioning, they're not screaming at you, and they don't go through the aging process as we understand it. So basically, the first pillar of block therapy is to put the space back into the body that time has taken away. So we create space by lying on the tool for a minimum of three minutes in each position, combining that with the second pillar, which is training proper diaphragmatic breathing. When we breathe diaphragmatically, we feed the body up to six times the amount of oxygen. That's huge in understanding how much more oxygen there is in the body for us to thrive. In fact, I mean, if you think of if you cover your mouth and you don't have oxygen for five minutes, you die. And our cells are basically like little mini, mini brains. So basically over time with this incorrect breathing, we end up depleting the body of oxygen. And the reason we end up not breathing correctly is because pain, fear, and stress cause us to reactively hold the breath. So we're still built to survive. Our body's going to still find a way to breathe, but they kick in these upper chest muscles to do the breathing for us. But it's very limiting in the amount of oxygen absorption as well as the amount of detoxification. So when we start breathing diaphragmatically, it's like you're turning on the body's internal furnace compared to using the muscles of the upper chest, which is more like breathe, or like having a space heater in your body. It's not going to heat the body very effectively. And so essentially, we're all colder than we should be. And anything cold has slower function. Our systems slow down. Our digestion slows down. The elimination, the lymphatics, everything gets slow and sluggish when the body isn't properly heated. So the first pillar is the creating space. The second pillar is the inflating space with proper amounts of oxygen and blood flow. And then the third pillar is maintaining that space through understanding proper postural foundations and how to support our cells in correct alignment so that they don't migrate away from their rightful position under the influence of gravity and unconscious living. Okay. Boy, I'm hearing myself in a lot of this. <laughs> not, oh, not, cool. the, um, not the correction. No, because I, in the last couple of years... I developed a belly, and I have had a flat stomach my entire life. And it's crazy, and I can't get rid of it. So this is really, really cool to know. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people have the same problem. I do a lot of sitting because I'm at my computer, so I probably have sort of scrunched a bit. And, um, and so I think that's kind of what you're saying. You, have, you sent me the blocks. They're so cool. It's they're beautiful and um and they're packaged in such a royal way. They come in these black velvet bags with this gold embroidery, the logo and and a beautiful box and it really you really do package that well. And that's important. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. it's gorgeous. <laughs> gorgeous. So yes, I played around with them a little bit and um yeah, a lot hurt. I mean, when I did it first it hurt, but as I allowed myself to sink into it, the pain went away. So is that typical? And that's because, yeah, and that's the, the pressure fibers in the body are larger than the pain fibers. So when you start with the position and you connect to the breath, the pain very quickly changes in sensation and it becomes almost a good pain. And what we're doing is we're connecting to pain but not adding pain to the body. We're, making, we're, we're connecting you to the pain that's deeper than what you're consciously aware of so that we can pull it up to the surface and then exhale it out of the body so that we can continue to dive deeper. And that's the goal. Basically, pain took us away from proper alignment, so we're going to use that pain as our roadmap to pulling our body back to 
correct alignment so that all those cells can be properly fed and clean lifelong. And again, the reality is, as if they are fed and clean lifelong, really the whole concept of how we age con- completely changes. Hmm. And when you talk about the, the breathing, diachromatic breathing, um, and I, you know, in your videos you show, you demonstrate, or you have um, the other guy that does the videos with you, you um, show how the belly is rising and falling with this breath. So we're breathing from our diaphragm and our, into our stomach, and it should be rising yeah. and falling? Yeah. So when we inhale, the belly should become big. When we exhale, it should become small, which is opposite to how most people breathe. When I was young, I was a Highland dancer. So we were always told to hold our belly in. And then that forces you to breathe through the muscles of the upper chest. What we want, though, the, the diaphragm is like a pump inside the body. It's a plate of muscle that is basically the foundation of the entire rib cage. So when we inhale, the, uh, the diaphragm moves down, causing the belly to extend outward. When we exhale, it lifts up. And that action, that pumping action, it's amazing because it gives all the organs in the area a continual massage to keep them heated and clean but it's also a muscle. So when we're working that muscle properly, as the foundation of the rib cage, it becomes a support to the rib cage. If we're not breathing from that muscle, then it becomes weak. And the entire weight of the rib cage, the head, the shoulders, the arms collapses. And then we fall into the core of the body, causing everything to extend outward, which is why people find it challenging as they get older to lose that belly weight. And it's actually displaced fascia it's not so much extra fat. In fact, there's only two times in our life when we increase the number of fat cells when we're babies and at puberty. Otherwise, if our size is changing, it's for other reasons. So from the perspective of weight loss, I really see weight loss or managing a size and shape as being a function of maintaining proper cell alignment and keeping your flow as, as optimal as possible. When we collapse, we we'll basically compress we balloon, and then that ballooning creates a sluggish uh, system so we don't eliminate, absorb as efficiently as possible, and then we start attracting parasites and other things that create more waste. And then our cells expand because they're toxic. And in fact, in 2014, they did a study in Australia proving that 84% of weight loss comes through proper exhalation, which brought me back to in my 20s when I was working so hard to try to change my size and shape, and I was only getting bigger, but I wasn't breathing. And then when I started the practice of yoga, I had this wonderful teacher who every 30 seconds would remind us to breathe, and every time she reminded us, I thought, wow, I'm not breathing, so likely no one else is either. And that really um, sparked that as being one of the pillars to really help me understand what we were doing here. So just breathing properly can be very beneficial to our bodies, right? Absolutely, but the challenge is, is the fascia holds our body out of alignment with a force up to 2,000 pounds per square inch. So if you've been sitting in front of a computer for 10, 20, 30 years, whatever it is, uh, and you've collapsed into your core, your rib cage has been manipulated as well as the diaphragm. So most people have a frozen diaphragm, kind of like a frozen shoulder. You might have some accessibility of this muscle, but we're not using this whole muscle to its entirety which is where block therapy comes in, because with this, we release those adhesions holding the body out of alignment so that we can access this muscle fully and completely over time. And then the more that we breathe diaphragmatically, the more oxygen there is in the bloodstream, and then the body becomes lighter. If you think of a balloon fully blown up, it it glows, it's round, it almost defies gravity. Take about half of the air out of that balloon, it becomes a plastic wrinkled mass that falls to the floor. So if we're not breathing properly over time, our cells become like that balloon that's not fully blown up anymore, and we accumulate dirt and debris in the cells, and and, and they're heavy. So we end up having to slug around this body that is denser than if we're constantly feeding those cells optimally with oxygen with every breath. This is so fascinating and really so brilliant, Deanna. Um, It's just amazing how you figured all this out. I'm sure it took a lot of research and studying and everything to to figure out exactly, you know, how this was how to do this. Um, so, for those people who are interested in trying block therapy, what would they do? Um, well, we have a sampler program, and you can use a rolled up towel for that. So, 
very inexpensive. You get nine videos teaching you how to basically fashion decompress. So it's, it's a really lovely way to just get started and to feel that it's $9. You get nine videos. And we have incredible testimonials from that alone because it really gives people that understanding of this is how you're supposed to breathe. This is what it feels like to decompress the tissue. And then from there, if people are interested, and you can certainly dive right in if you want, but blocktherapy.com is where my um, starter program is. You can find it. And the starter program gives you nine videos covering the entire body. And it's from head to toe. And if this is all you do, this is going to serve you for the rest of your life, keeping your systems open, keeping your body properly aligned. In that, we also have a two-week free trial to my membership where I have tons and tons of programs. I have a 21-day women's health program, a program for the the lower body, the upper body, a 90-day challenge. I've got lots of really awesome content in there. But really, it comes down to understanding how to do things in proper order, which is why it's so important to sort of follow a protocol until your body becomes really attuned and aligned. And then it's not so important that you follow specific protocols. But in the beginning, to truly understand how to use the tool, we use it from head to toe. Um, We have a 21-day head, neck, and face program that we just finished a challenge with. And the before and the after photos were unbelievable. I've got a blog sharing, and you can find those on my website. And the the results people are having is is truly life-changing. I have a community on Facebook that anybody can join um, of over 7,000 people right now. And the testimonials every day that are posted in there just, you know, warm my heart so much because people's lives are changing with this. And it's simple to do. You can do it in bed. You can do it on the floor. We have chair classes. So if you have, if you're debilitated with pain, you can access this. If you're an elite athlete, you can do this. If you're, I've got people starting in their late 80s and 90s in this program. And I've got a program for kids as well. So really, anybody can do this. And it's really literally as simple as lying on the tool. We stay in each position a minimum of three minutes because the key is to melt. So we can't rush melting. And as you lie there and you connect to the breath, you start connecting to these adhesions. And then you start connecting to the cells deeper than what you're consciously aware of. And it's very awakening on a spiritual level as well. And it's also incredible at releasing trauma in the body because trauma gets stored in the fashion, in all of those entanglements. So as we clean the body out of this, we move all that negative energy, that stuck waste that's been stored in the body so that we can clean it out and then we have optimal flow and then things completely change when the body's flowing properly. So interesting. <clears throat> I'm excited to do more. <laughs> I, want to really, I really want to look at this, and I really, I really want to work it. Um, so is this something we do once a day, or we should do more than once a day, or what do you recommend? Uh, it, it becomes a daily practice for most of my community because it's just one of the things people love about it is how peaceful it makes you feel inside. It's incredible if you've got anxiety or if you're really stressed. Um, So the daily practice is what people do. You can absolutely do it more than twice a day. In my programs, most of my classes every day are a 30-minute class plus a three- to five-minute alignment training, which is really key because it's actually very simple to block. Bringing um, the body back to proper alignment, that's the challenging piece because those are the habits that we need to change. So, for example, like I'm right-handed. And most people are going to shift to the opposite side of the body with their body weight Um, depending on what side they're dominant on, to keep the dominant side free for action. We want to really look at the body like a building. We want to have proper support, symmetry and balance in the body. And we're basically twisting out of alignment all the time just because of how we collapse into ourselves. So bringing a little bit of conscious awareness into the body is really key. And even the tongue muscle. The tongue is actually also designed to support the weight of the head. It's not just for talking and chewing. But because people don't realize that, they don't know how to position the tongue. So it becomes this hindrance pulling the head forward. In fact, people that think they have a double chin actually have a displaced weak tongue. So just understanding and and doing some simple little postural corrections makes the difference because it's what we do all the time that adds up to how we age. So if you're always sitting in front of that computer, that's going to be what's going to, you know, cause you with back pain, neck pain, migraines in the future. So just making little corrections is is really significant in long-term health and aging. And you say um, in your video instructions that the pain is a good thing. 
that it indicates what we need to work on? Is that what you're, is that what it is? Because like, I know when I first laid on the block, I'm like, Oh, this doesn't feel so good. <laughs> but then as I like breathed and, you know, relaxed, the pain went away. Yes. And pain is like the baby crying pain is, you know, it's, it's the language of the cell. So our cells are here to communicate with us when they need assistance. And we've got trillions of cells. In fact, for anybody listening, um, if you can watch The Life of a Cell by David Belinsky, it's a three-minute video, and he shows what happens inside of every one of our trillions of cells, and it brings me to tears every time. It's absolutely magical to watch this. And what the cells need is space. So if they don't have the space because we're compressing and falling out of alignment and we're not breathing and feeding them, they're going to give you a signal. And the first signal is essentially pain. You know, it'll say like, hey, mom or dad, um, you're asking me to do my job, but you're starving me or you're squishing me or I'm dehydrated or whatever it is. But the cell communicates through sensation. So when I started this journey, I always said I have anxiety because that's how I felt. What I've come to understand is that my cells were anxious because they weren't getting what they were needing to do their job. So they were giving me a message. But because we don't like those sensations and we haven't really been trained on the value of understanding pain, we mask it, we posturally avoid it, we do whatever we can to not feel it. But instead of hiding from it, if we can actually move into it on purpose, bring it up to the surface and say, okay, thank you for your message, now I'm going to take care of you, then it becomes simply a sensation that we have a protocol to address. It's it's interesting how you were saying how you shift away from your dominant hand, and I'm sitting here and I'm going, yeah, why am I <laughs> why am I shifting left when I'm, when I'm right-handed? I'm like, I didn't even realize I'm doing that. It's so amazing. And then when I try to straighten up, it feels weird. <laughs> yeah, and and that's the thing. I mean, it's funny because you know I, I teach people how to walk consciously and how to do all of these things, and people say, oh my gosh, I feel so strange. But it's like. But it's interesting because people think they look funny because it feels so foreign to them, yet mm-hmm. they don't even think that, like, walking around collapsed and twisted is, is anything other than normal because that's typically what people do. So when we really start to bring that conscious awareness into the body, it, we, we become light, we become aligned, and we, we kind of glide through life in a very graceful and easy way as opposed to clunking down and wearing those joints away and, and then limping essentially because of pain or um, asymmetry in the body, which is the typical statue of most people now. And um, any anybody at any age can do this? Can children do this? Yes, yes. We actually have uh, a block therapy program in our membership for kids. And we've got, it's, it's really sweet, actually, in our community. People are always posting pictures of, you know, their, their young kids working with them on the block, also animals. <laughs> In fact, I'm uh, starting to work that, and we're going to be creating a program for, for vets to uh, do fascia decompression on animals as well, um, because fascia is fascia, and it's, it's the same thing, really. It's essentially all about keeping everything where it's supposed to be aligned. But over time, again, because of gravity and just the way we move our bodies, we, we fall into these grooves, and we take away that internal space, and the more we do it, the faster we age. So be, by being able to understand how to balance the body properly, then we can go through time in a very different way. That's great. And so, so you can be 90 or you could be six, right? <laughs> you could be any age. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. You can through. be again, that elite athlete, or you can have, I mean, you cannot be getting out of bed. That's the nice thing about this. We do it lying down. So mm-hmm. you can even start in bed and you can just start with the basics. And I, uh, you know, it, it's incredible the changes that we're having in fact, I put in um, about six months ago a hair health class where I teach people how to decompress the scalp really effectively. And hmm. one of my members who has Parkinson's has been doing it um, every week, three times a week, and he said it's been the most significant thing he's ever done to decrease his neurological symptoms of Parkinson's. Interesting. That's, that is so amazing. I think you're on to something, Deanna. <laughs> well, I've got a lot of people that are, are certainly believers, so uh, I'm very pleased for my community. They're really the, the life force. Yeah. How many instructors do you have? Uh, I have um, over 200 and almost 250 now globally. Um, they're all over the world, which is lovely. Hmm. So 
But do we need an instructor, or can we just do it from the website? You can just do it from the website. You order the tool right from us, and then you are given uh, a login to access all of the classes. So, um, and, and that's what the majority of people do. But um, again, the instructors love it because people love going to those live classes, and there's such an energy around it. Um, so basically, when you get a block, though, you always get access to our starter program. That's, that's how we sell it initially is with the program so that you always have it, and you have it lifelong. Um, and then once you learn how to take care of your fascia system, you know how to take care of yourself forever. And that's really my biggest purpose is to teach people to self-care. How do we find a block therapy instructor in our area? Uh, if there is one in your area, on our website under the About section, we have a list of all of the instructors. Um, there's not 250 listed um, because not everybody has completed the certification. And some people simply take it because they just want to do it for themselves or others. But all the people that are there are listed right on the website. So you can see if there's somebody in your area. Oh, okay, great. And so ba basically that you, you have classes. I guess you do one-on-one -on -one as well. But I, that would be really cool to do a class with this. Yeah, I would, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Before COVID, um, every year I was having a live teacher intensive here in Winnipeg in September. So we had people coming from all over the world to meet each other. And we would have, you know, a, three days of intense blocking and connecting and meeting everybody. Um, we'll be getting back to that uh, hopefully soon now that things are changing, I think. <laughs> oh, With fingers travel. crossed. I mean, it's so much better. Yeah, travel right now is a little bit, little bit kooky. Um, yeah, it's, it it's not very consistent <laughs> right now. But <laughs> no, it's but, definitely yeah. not yeah. at all. <laughs> no. It, it, hopefully that will straighten itself out. Everything's kind of kooky right now. <laughs> um, For sure. Yeah. So, this, so we're talking about um, changing the body in a physical way. Um, yeah. Does it also address disease? Yes, absolutely, because when cells are properly fed and clean, the area becomes alkaline. So basically, it's, it's when, we're, when we're acidic, that's when we really become disease-ridden, is when the tissues and the cells aren't getting properly cleaned, and then we start attracting other life forms into our body to, you know, cohabitate with us, and, and that's really where the problems come from. So, you know, it's a, I, I had this great, uh, great quote from um, a mentor of mine from the past, and he said, you know, if you had a garage full of garbage and you were attracting cockroaches and rats, you know, one, one way to deal with them is to go in and spray something on them to kill them or poison them. The other way is take out the garbage. So with this process, <laughs> we're taking out the garbage. And that's the beauty of understanding that whole 84% of weight loss comes through exhalation. It's through that that incredible ability to move the waste out with every breath that we really keep our bodies clean. I mean, we, we sweat, we, you know, we, we go to the bathroom, like all of these different ways of um, detoxifying, but the breath is, we, we do it all the time. So if we're always breathing properly from the right place, fully and completely, then we are, be, then we become this extremely efficient cleaning system in our own body. And because of also that heating, process with proper diaphragmatic breathing we're keeping everything um, full of energy so again I live in Winnipeg and in the winter it gets very very cold here I live right on top of a river I'm on the 13th floor and so every every year I get to see the river thaw and freeze and thaw and freeze and when it's minus 30 in the winter you have to go if your car's sitting outside you have to go and start it and probably let it you know go for about 30 minutes before you can even drive it because it's so cold and that's what happens to a body when we're not breathing properly. We don't have that ability to just turn it on and go where like right now in the summer, I mean, it's, it's beautiful outside. So I can just walk outside, turn my car in and drive. So we, we need to understand that it really all comes down to heating and we have this mechanism, this internal furnace, but people simply aren't using it. Another good analogy is thinking that the diaphragm is like an inboard motor in a boat compared to the muscles of the upper chest, which is like a trolling motor. One drives fast and far. The other one is meant for a different purpose. So we can breathe through these muscles, but it's, it's not their purpose to feed our bodies lifelong with oxygen. That's the role of the diaphragm. But because pain, fear, and stress cause us to reactively hold the breath, and we're living in a stressful world 24-7, most people have very much 
changed their natural breath to be that of the muscles of the upper chest. Yeah, I um, I was learning um, the Alexander method, and in that method, they talk about breathing from the back. Um, so, so what's the difference? I mean, chest breathing obviously is shallow, but, um, yeah. but you know, because because I remember her saying to me, my instructor saying to me, you know, let me see how you breathe, and it was just front chest, and she's like, no, you need to front and back. And um, I'd never really realized that we have that capacity to breathe from the back. But it is so much easier to breathe from the diaphragm and the belly. It's really easy. I mean, it feels good, too. <laughs> it, it does. Some people, though, if they, if they habitually have been breathing through the muscles of the upper chest for decades or even it, like any muscle, it requires initial training because it's weak. So we can't just turn it on and, and make it work properly. And the reason it's so significant is at the base of the lungs where the majority of the oxygen receptor sites reside, they're called alveoli. So if we're breathing through the muscles of the upper chest, we're not even bringing the air deeply enough into the lungs. So, you know, people often say, well, you can't pull six times the air into the lungs. It's not about that. It's where you're moving the air so that you can get to these, these absorbers of oxygen um, and the bed of abundance is at the base. So breathing through the belly pulls the air all the way to the base of the lungs as opposed to just to the top third, basically, which is how deep most people are breathing when they're breathing through the muscles of the upper chest. And similarly with that exhale, if we're not exhaling properly, we're not moving the waste out of the lungs. And when we're standing, of course, gravity's pulling everything down. So at the base of the lungs is where a lot of that debris and garbage settles. And we want to move that out of the way because that's where all these absorbers are for oxygen. So working this pump and really understanding the reason is a total game changer in our entire physiology. And in fact, there's a, a great chapter in the book, Yoga and the Quest for the True Self by Stephen Cope. And he talks about the difference between the conscious breather and the unconscious breather. And we're almost like a different animal <laughs> breathing one or the other. It even affects the brain patterns. Eckhart Tolle also talks about that in The Power of Now, how breathing diaphragmatically is um, that's how we live in the moment because of the brain um, frequency that we connect to. When we're breathing through the muscles of the upper chest, we're living in a state of fear where past and future become our focus as opposed to the moment. So it, it, it's really fascinating when you kind of unravel all of the differences that happen just by changing the way that we do our most basic function. It's true. So when we exhale, we want to make sure we're exhaling completely not just like partially. Yeah. We want to, we want to get right. it all out. Yeah, and I always say like squeeze the belly small. So you want to inhale, let the belly relax and expand. And then when you exhale, you don't want to, and you don't want the breath to be forceful either. If you can, outside of perhaps when you're working hard or exercising, if you're just relaxed, you don't want to hear your breath, but you want to be in control of it and you want to have it moving fluidly in and out. So I always say, um, think pregnant belly with the inhale and then um, squeeze the belly small with that exhale. So mm. almost like you're doing at that very end range, almost like you're doing a bit of a crunch, but not to that degree. It's, it's a more subtle movement. But through the process of block therapy, you really begin to understand um, the nature of how we should be breathing. And that's what people say, you know, as, as soon as they do it, even the first class, they feel such a difference in the amount of breath that they have. So you started doing this with the clients that you were already working on and you were getting yeah. better results? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, I, I had a really good practice because I had strong hands and, and, you know, people, people liked the massages that I was giving. But when I realized that I was missing because of what I was doing in my own body, I wanted to try it on them. Um, suddenly I was having such dramatic changes. I started attracting other therapists that wanted to learn my technique. So for the first 10 years, I actually had clinics here in Winnipeg where I was training other therapists in fluid isometrics. So block therapy is the self-care version of fluid isometrics. Um, and that's the name that I gave the technique. Um, and the difference is, well, there's a number of differences, but basically, again, it's, it's following the path of the Fibonacci sequence, how everything is formed in nature. When we stroke the surface of the body, we stay on the surface. And that might feel really nice and improve that surface blood flow. But if we really want to get to the root of the problem and change what's going on in the body, we need to 
release that 2,000 pound per square inch magnetic seal that gets hooked onto the bone. That's what's holding us out of alignment. And that's why it's so challenging for people to, if you've been sitting in front of a computer for 30 years and you try to sit up straight for minutes, you get really tired really quickly because that force of the fascia keeps pulling you back into that magnetic seal. So as we go through the tissue, the way that you're instructed, we're actually releasing the magnetics in the body that have been holding you out of alignment. And then by pumping air into that space, you, you change the entire dynamic. If you think about having two magnets a far distance apart, they don't have any attraction to each other, bring them close together and they seal with the force. And then if you try to just pull those magnets apart, it's close to impossible. But if you twist them and slide them apart, then you can very simply release the magnetic connection. So that's how we teach you to move through the layers in the fascia when you're on the block so that you can really get to those deep adhesions and create significant change to your entire structure. <clears throat> Sorry. So explain to us what the fascia is. I, I remember watching a video about it. And it was so fascinating to see exactly what the fascia does in our body. I don't think people really understand what that is. Can you explain that? Yeah, and I think I have a little bit of a different understanding myself of what the fascia is. So I live in a 30-story building, and basically the fascia is the floors, the walls, the ceilings of the building. So I'm inside my apartment right now. If it's minus 30 and my window breaks and I don't have any way to keep myself, I'll eventually die because I'll be frozen. So it's the container, it's the structure that keeps everything going on inside the cell safe. So basically I see the fascia as being the surface layer of the cell membrane connected to every other cell membrane in the body. So in my apartment, for example, if there's a, an earthquake and the foundation shifts and the entire building shifts, everything all the way to the top of the building is affected from that collapse of the foundation. So that's what's going on in the body. Basically, we are like a building. Um, and then the fascia is the communication system between every single cell, and it's also the cell support. So if we don't look after the fascia, we compress. And again, we compress in a forward rotational direction. We wind our way down. As we, as we get older, we become shorter and wider. We tip to one side and forward. So we want to bring our body back to that correct alignment so that every cell is positioned where it's supposed to be and the fascia system is what supports proper cell alignment. But we need to look after the fascia in order to make sure that those cells are looked after. And the fascia is, it covers the bone? It's so, so like, exactly. you know, the cell membranes of everything. So it innervates bone, it innervates nerves, blood vessels, organs, skin, absolutely everything in the body is comprised of fascia. And I did a wow. great um, fascia master's discussion with Gil Headley, who's an anatomist. And he has spent his career diving into the body to really learn and understand fascia. So six months ago, we had a discussion with him. And I first saw his fuzz speech in probably 2007, I think it was about. And so he was, it was amazing because it really brought a visual understanding to what I was feeling with my hands and then teaching to my therapist. So when we had our discussion with him six months ago, he said that he's learned so much since then. And as he keeps diving deeper into this understanding, he said he's actually found there's a different layer of fascia called the perifascia. And as he's explaining this, I said, that's the tissue that we're addressing the fascia. So that was really exciting. And, and I mean, if people want to see that discussion, they can certainly go to my YouTube channel. And uh, so that, that's a discussion with the fascia master with Gil Headley that we did. He explained <laughs> it very, very well. Does this have any effect on the energy centers of the body, like the chakras? Absolutely. It, it all comes down to ensuring flow. So one of the things that he talks about when he's dealing with cadavers is that when there's so much scar tissue, like you need to actually like take a scalpel and cut through it. That's what we're dealing with. It's, it's so completely dense and inelastic. So whether it's physical material, whether it's energy, these dense adhesions and connections block flow. So as we release them through this process and then get air or, or um, oxygen and blood flow back into that space and then pull the body back to correct alignment, we keep the flow for everything, including the energy open. So all of those trapped old traumas or belief systems that have not been serving us, they can be moved out of the body properly with the breath. And the breath is the driver of the movement. 
Thank you. That's um, that's really really good to know. Uh, so what else did you, would you like to share with us about this? Is there anything else? I, I know I've asked you a lot of questions. Um, have I missed anything? You know, it, I, it, what, what I love about this is it is so simple to do and so profound in all of the aspects. So something as simple as, it's not as simple, I didn't mean to say it that way, but cellulite, for example, something that we think is more of a, a vanity issue. What happens, and this is just such a good way to really visualize what's going on. So as you just noted, you, you tip over to the left, as do I, when I'm not thinking about my conscious alignment. So what the fascia does is it twists and grips, and it hooks onto the bone, and that's what creates the dimples that we see as cellulite. But more importantly than that, that's also an indicator that in that area, you have all these adhesions blocking flow to cells on the other side. So when we release these grips all the way to the bone, pump that blood and oxygen back in, and then pull the body back to correct alignment as we demonstrate very simply through the process. Um, You undo all of the things in the body that accumulated over time. And what's really important to understand is that kids today are really struggling because they are brought up in front of technology. They have a whole array of other issues that we didn't have when we were growing up. And their bodies are very old in comparison to what we were when we were kids. In fact, when I touch kids, when I palpate their tissue, it's so much denser than what it should be because they're already compromised with their breathing coming into this world. The mothers of today grew up in front of technology. The collapse of their abdomen didn't allow for the babies to grow fully and completely. And when a baby comes out of a mom, they basically own the breath of the mom. So all, all people today are struggling with that breath for so many reasons. But again, I really see technology as being a huge issue because we're literally collapsing in front of these computer screens and the phones and then all of the games that people are playing. Like our, our world is so different in how we use our bodies that it's really impacting the youth and their health. And I deal with so many kids with scoliosis. Um, And what we need to understand about scoliosis, for example, is it's not a function of the spine as much as it's an issue, uh, the the driving issue of the limbs. There's cause sites and pain sites or issue sites in the body. So, for example, if somebody has low back pain, most people treat the low back. The the low back is just a pain site. There's all these other areas causing Mm -hmm. the fascia to pull away, creating that epicenter of pain in the back. So to just address the back will, again, give you that momentary improvement, perhaps, but it's not going to correct the issue. We really need to look at the body as a whole, see what's pulling on what and what needs to release and where we need to bring the body back into balance. Um, and, and, again, I, just, I feel so much for the kids today because they're, they're really struggling, and we can see that in the, you know, rise, all the problems that they're having. That is so sad. I mean, you don't, you know, I mean, I live in a neighborhood. You really don't see kids playing for the most part. I mean, they're not running around. They're not playing group games. They're, you know, not hanging out outside and running and walking and riding their bikes. I mean, yeah, occasionally they do. But for the most part, they are just, you know, just right sitting in front of some kind of electronic device. Or, or even it, in sports. Being like, you know, when I was a kid, we were hanging from trees. So you're using your body in this very, like, intuitive full body way when you're a child or at least when we were Mm -hmm. now in sports if you think about it because most sports have a rotation so I was a provincial volleyball player when I was a teenager so I was always using my right hand I was a I was a power hitter so the number of times I torqued my body out of alignment hitting that ball and because people typically are now instead of just free playing they're in sports or they're playing in front of computers it really has changed how their bodies um, are developing and, and how they're going to age. So I'm really passionate about getting this to kids because this is a game changer and this, this does change everything for them. So um, that's, that's one of the, the things that um, I just can't wait is for, for more kids to get involved. And, and it's happening, but it's, you know, it had to start first with the parents and, and the grandparents. And most people in my community are still probably between 40 to 75 years old. It's growing. It's changing. More men, more younger people are coming in, but definitely in the beginning, it was the 40 to 75-year-old woman that was the, the ones drawn to this. Um, but now that's changing, and, and so that's very exciting for us so that we can get more kids on the block and, and uh, yeah, get them it's in the right. Block. 
Kids on the block. What a a pun. Kids on the block. Um, (laughs) So, um, Deanna, tell us your websites again and um, how we can, you know, get part, you know, start participating. Blocktherapy.com. Super simple. Blocktherapy.com. And uh, I've got a store there. Um, again, um, we've got our sampler program. If people want to give it a try, it's $9 for the sampler program. And again, it's, it's a full body using a rolled up towel. So it's, it's a really simple way to dive in and to understand and feel it. And then from there, if this is something that resonates, um, our starter program is also listed there. And we have two different sizes of blocks, the block buddy and the block baby. Um, you can get one or the other. If you're over five feet, um, definitely the block buddy if you're under five feet, the block baby. But most people want both because I actually have a lot of classes where I use both blocks in my membership. And blocking becomes a lifestyle. It's not just about doing the class. When I'm driving, I have the block under my hamstring. The little one is great for travel. Um, if you're flying on airplanes, it's great to have behind your back. There's so many uses and there's so many ways to just bring this tool into your day so that you don't have to take time out of your day to exercise or to do this. So, um, but again, I would love it if people, uh, please come into my Block Therapy Facebook community. It's just Block Therapy Community. We'll invite or accept everybody in, and then you can see from people doing the work what they have to say. And it's such a beautiful, supportive community. If you ask any questions, you're going to have lots of feedback from those that have been doing the work for whatever situation they were dealing with. And it's just this beautiful space of wisdom because the person with fibromyalgia that's been blocking will be sharing with others. Um, Similarly, any other issue that comes up, people have experience that they're willing and very open to share. So it's just a beautiful uh, space of support and love. And, you know, I wouldn't have known about you except one of your clients wrote to me. (laughs) And she said, um, I found your blog talk show and noticed you do interviews with people on the topic of health. And she said, I would like to share an amazing woman with you that is helping heal people globally with her work. She would be a great one to have on your show. So, yeah, I mean, she was, she was so um, impressed uh, with it that she wanted me to share it. So (laughs) I'm really grateful for that. Um, So Deanna, it's really, it's, been really wonderful having you um i know that you have a client and you have to go so i want to thank you um and for anybody who is interested in becoming a block therapist they can get that information on your website right absolutely yes they can okay all right very cool thank you so much for being my guest today it's really been fun oh thank you so much randy it's been a pleasure Have a wonderful day. Take care. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So we are out of time today, but if you have any comments or questions about today's show, you can email me at loveyourlifeatrandyfine.com. May joy and serenity always be yours. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Visit randyfine.com, R-A-N-D-I-F-I-N-E.com, and be sure to sign up to receive updates on the latest blog posts, events, and upcoming shows. Thank you for listening.